0: Welcome back to the Squared Sports Podcast. On this is podcast, Lane Frank. This is episode number ninety-five. Episode number ninety-five on the road. Got a lot of action coming at you. NBA, MLB playoffs, college football, so much more. Stay tuned for an action-packed episode number ninety-five. Let's hop into it. Let's start episode ninety-five. you always, do with the headlines in the NBA. First thing I want to talk about in the NBA right here is the Draymond Green situation. He strikes Jordan Poole in practice. What are you doing, Draymond Green? Is that a little Michigan State on Michigan thing going on there? Probably not. But that'd be cool to see as he's a Michigan fan. Obviously, Jordan Poole, in my opinion, right now is the better player than Draymond Green. Draymond Green brings the leadership aspect, Jordan Poole brings the youth aspect, the better player aspect. But Draymond Green can dish the ball out well. Jordan Poole can do that also, though. So, yeah, it's just an interesting scenario to me right here. Do you think Draymond Green stays with the Warriors after the season? There's always the talk of Draymond Green to the Lakers, Draymond Green to them. I mean, maybe Steve Kerr doesn't want Draymond Green on the Warriors anymore. Maybe he's going the younger player, Jordan Poole's side right here. Interesting stuff. I'm a little bit concerned for the Warriors after the situation. It can divide some teams. Jordan Poole apparently still upset Draymond Green. Draymond Green says, all right, I'm going to take a leave of absence and we'll see what happens. But interesting to me right there. What are your thoughts on the Draymond green Jordan Poole situation? Leave your answer in the comment section. Next thing I want to talk about in the NBA headlines is Victor Wambanyama, everybody. If you don't know who Victor Wambanyama is... He's the best prospect since LeBron James. Let me rephrase that. He's the best prospect of all time. LeBron James was the best prospect of all time, and now it's Victor Wembanyama. He showed out against Scoot Henderson. Scoot Henderson last year would have gone number one. Year before would have gone number one. Year before probably would have gone number one. Probably not the Zion year. But Scoot Henderson is an outstanding basketball player. He's on the G League tonight night right now, but he doesn't bring the physical tools that Victor Wembanyama brings. If you get Scoot Henderson, that's no consolation prize. He's amazing. But Victor Wambanyama is the biggest prize. He's the biggest NBA target of all time, in my opinion. The seven for four European, Victor Wambanyama, greatest NBA draft prospect of all time. Is he the next Hashim Thabit, or is he the next Kevin Durant? Leave your answer in the comments section. Victor Wambanyama, outstanding. Let's move over to that MLB. We had a bunch of news in playoffs. First thing I'm going to talk about in MLB right here is my New York Mets, everybody. I don't want to do a whole segment on this. I want to do this right here. It's tough, obviously. 101 wins, amazing regular season, comes down to the end. The thing that stings me the most as a Mets fan about losing to the Padres is how amazing this season was. Remembering all the good moments. Oh, yeah, that Max Scherzer amazing start early in the season against the Phillies. Max Scherzer amazing start against the Giants. Oh, when Edwin Diaz came in to lock down the no-hitter. When Edwin Diaz came in to lock down the game against the Yankees. When Eduardo Escobar got that walk-off hit against the Phillies. When Eduardo Escobar got another walk-off hit. When Lindor played great. When Pete had those walk-off home runs, when Jacob DeGrom came back and played great, when his team was the best team in MLB at one point, in my opinion, when we were beating up the Dodgers in two series, the thing that hurt the most was the Braves. The Atlanta Braves, everybody stunned the New York Mets. We had lead over them pretty much the whole season, but the thing that hurt them the most was having 19 games against the Braves going into August. 19 games left against the Braves going into August. And they played pretty well in the series in New York. Then they had two series in Atlanta. They obviously weren't great. The thing that hurt the Mets the most was the infusion of youth that the Braves had. The Braves had Michael Harris, Spencer Strider. These guys came a lot. They had Austin Riley, obviously. Matt Olson. I know he's not, no rookie, but he's still young. Mets didn't really have that. They had the veterans like Eduardo Escobar, who got hurt. Luis Guillorme, who got hurt. Pete Alonzo, who didn't really get hurt, but Starling Marte obviously broke his finger. These guys weren't as durable as we thought they were. Max Scherzer missed 10 starts this year. Jacob deGrom obviously missed a few starts. At least, actually, most of it starts going into the season. Got that injury, then didn't play until August. So, yeah, it's really tough as a Mets fan right now. I kind of expected this going into the playoffs because I was like, all right, the Padres, in six games against the Padres, we've had two wins, one on a Wardo Escobar cycle, and then one in Daniel Vogelbach's first games in New York Mets. Yeah, it, it just wasn't great. Got locked down by Hugh Darvish in game one. Obviously, Max Scherzer pitched the worst game of his life, I would say. In the playoffs, worst game of his life. Second pitcher ever to give up that many home runs and runs in a playoff game, and we're talking about Max Scherzer as one of the greatest pitchers of all time. Tough stuff as a New York Mets fan. It, it really stunned me, everybody. I'm really upset as a New York Mets fan. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Hopefully the Mets can get back next year to the playoffs, but this was the year, everybody. Lindor, Alonso, Marte, Escobar, Nimmo, McNeil, DeGrom, Scherzer, Bassett, Diaz, all those names I just said. I don't know how many of them are back next year. Tough stuff as a New York Mets fan. Let's move to a happy note in be The Cleveland Guardians, everybody. They got the name-changer over the offseason, and they're playing great, everybody. The Cleveland Guardians are amazing this season, and they just won their playoff series against the Tampa Bay Rays in one of the most interesting playoff games of all time. Went 15 innings until Oscar and Gonzalez said, see ya, I'm going yard, and we're winning this game, and we're heading on to the ALDS against New York Yankees. That's what he did. Rookie Oscar Gonzalez goes yard in the 15th inning in a scoreless bout. What a series that was by both teams. Pitching by Shane McClanahan, game one. Almost impeccable. Only gave up two runs. Two runs was the deciding factor. Jose Siri, only run they had this whole entire series. It was a home run. Jose Siri, game one, raise, slow shot, home run. That's the only run they had the whole entire series. Jose Ramirez had a home run in that game. Two run blast. I got them leading that series. And then going into game two, Tyler Glass now pitched a gem. So did Shane Bieber in game one, and so they are pitching in game two. So yeah, tough stuff the Tampa Bay Rays, but amazing stuff. The Cleveland Guardians advancing to the ALDS. It's the New York Yankees, which I'm going to pick later on in the episode. Another team in the AL that won is the Blue Jays, everybody. Interesting stuff. Another team that actually lost in the AL wildcard, Toronto Blue Jays. Toronto Blue Jays lost to the Seattle Mariners. Seattle Mariners, it's been a long time coming, everybody. Long time coming. Haven't made the playoffs in in so many years. It's been the longest playoff drought ever until this season, I think, and the at least active. Then they make the playoffs. Then J.P. Crawford delivers in Toronto. Then Everybody delivers in Toronto. This was a very, very good team. Well-rounded team. You got the big dumper, Cal Raleigh. He's a good catcher. This is a good team, in my opinion. Seattle Mariners, they have a chance to knock off the Houston Astros. They're winning in game one right now at the time of this recording. Interesting stuff. Leave your thoughts in comment section. Do you think the Seattle Mariners can go far in the playoffs? That's about for the AL side of the playoff bracket. Now, the NL side, I already talked about the Mets. The St. Louis Cardinals, everybody. This was an amazing team. I really thought they had a chance to win the World Series. They were really well-rounded. They had good pitching with Jordan Montgomery, a couple other pitchers on that staff, the good reliever in Jordan Hicks. You have a great closer and Ryan Helsey, where he absolutely blew this series for them, at least in Game 1. You have a two-run lead in Game 1. You turn to the second-best closer in baseball, arguably, behind Edwin Diaz. What does he do? He gives up six runs for you. That's terrible stuff right there. You rely on your top two MVP candidates in the NL right now, are Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt's going to win it, and Nolan Arenado's going to come in second. Combine, those guys had one hit in the series. Paul Goldschmidt, I don't think he had a hit. Nolan Arenado only had one. That's disgusting stuff right there. Nolan Arenado cannot opt out this offseason, so it's over for that. Him, probably. Paul Goldschmidt, you don't know how good he's going to be next year. Yodier is retiring. Albert Poulos is retiring. Adam Wainwright might retire. Interesting stuff by the St. Louis Cardinals. The dream run ends. Oliver Marmel doesn't win his first playoff series. Happened last year, I mean... Coaching change isn't going to change it. Manager change isn't going to change it. They made the playoffs last year, lost in the wild card to the Dodgers. Like I said, manager change won't change things. Let's move to NFL. We had an action-packed week five. Matt Rule started his Monday with a terrible way to do it. He woke up, he said, all right, I just got called into the office. Let's see what this is about. Oh, I'm fired. Yeah, Matt Rule is fired by the Carolina Panthers. Interesting stuff, in my opinion. Matt Rule, does he deserve to be fired this early in the season? I don't know. Maybe they could turn things around, but Baker Mayfield is hurt. I think always for an NFL team, the best thing is to fire a coach after the season. You never know what can happen mid-season. Unless your team is a contender, you think they're a contender, and you really think that they should be fired or else something else happens. I think just stick it out with your NFL coach. College football it's different because you got recruiting and all that stuff. But for NFL, just ride it out until the end of the regular season, then fire them, in my opinion. Don't change your whole entire personnel that early on the season. But yeah, for college football, you gotta get them done early, recruiting, all that stuff. Get on the coaching trail. Everything like that. Matt Rule started his Monday morning gang-fired. We're going to talk about it later on in the episode of Matt Rule, but, yeah, he's fired no longer the head coach of the Carolina Panthers. Steve Wilkes will be their interim head coach, former Arizona Cardinals head coach, one of the shortest tenured head coaches in NFL history. Fired after one season, fired with Josh Rosen, you could say. Josh Rosen left after one year with the Arizona Cardinals, went to the Miami Dolphins, so did Steve Wilkes. So, yeah, interesting stuff, voice with Josh Rosen. That's the saga we always love to talk about. But Indianapolis Colts, everybody, what a game, interesting game that was on Thursday Night Football. Not a fun game to watch whatsoever. It was very, very interesting to say the least, though. Russell Wilson played maybe the worst game of his life. Terrible game by Russell Wilson. It's been like that for many, many weeks now. Week one, terrible game. Week two, not so good of a game. They squeak a win. Week three, they barely beat the 49ers, who were pretty lousy at the time. Week four, they lose. So, yeah, week five, week four, they lose to the Raiders, who were winless at the time. Week 5, you lose to the Colts. This is really bad stuff right here. Melvin Gordon keeps on fumbling. Jared Judy had a few good catches, but like like I said, they can't get it open. Not getting enough separation. Russell Wilson can't find them. K.J. Hamler wide open on that foul play. Who's he throw it to? He must have thought like Malcolm Butler was there or something. Come on, Russell Wilson. Fix that stuff up. I know he's a little bit injured, had a procedure Friday morning, but yeah. Fix that stuff up. Russell Wilson, interesting stuff in that Colts-Broncos game. Dolphins, everybody. They are in a huge QB predicament right now. Is Tua Tagovailoa back next week? I'm not a 1,000% sure, but if he isn't back next week, I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is back. You have to go to Skylar Thompson again. Skylar Thompson. He was no amazing college football quarterback. I would rather have like JT Barrett on my roster at this point, a good college football quarterback, over Skylar Thompson, who barely even played quarterback at Kansas State. That's my thing right there. Skylar Thompson wasn't the best quarterback at all at Kansas State. Not even a good quarterback, I would say. He's really hurt always. They got a good quarterback now, Adrian Martinez. But yeah, Skyler Thompson definitely did not show out in his NFL debut against the New York Jets. Good for the New York Jets, everybody. Good for Zach Wilson getting a good win. I think it's their third win in the season. They're 3-2. and two. They're rolling right now. They beat the Steelers. They beat the Browns. Now they beat the Dolphins. Dolphins are sitting at 3-2 right now, where at one point, they did the best record in the NFL. Interesting stuff right there. Mike McDaniel, get your stuff together. Cowboys, everybody. Who are they rolling with Cooper Rush at quarterback? 4 and one Four straight wins of Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush, 5-0 as a starting quarterback. This is interesting stuff right here. This is amazing to see by Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush, he came from Central Michigan. He had all the Hail Marys. He had two complete Hail Marys in his college football career. He went to the Dallas Cowboys. Nobody really thought much of it. Stayed with the Cowboys until 2019. Then 2020, they cut him. He went to the New York Giants. They cut him. Comes back in 2021. Gets to start against the Vikings. Plays pretty well in that start. They get the win. Comes back this year. Starts four games to them. And goes 4-0. What's the situation if Dak Prescott comes back? What's the situation? Leave it to us in the comment section. Do you think Cooper Rush could ever sustain this? Do you think he can be the Dallas Cowboys starting quarterback? Leave your answer in the comment section. Cooper Rush, great stuff by the Cowboys. Now, my New York Giants everybody also great stuff. Playing in London. I didn't even pick the Giants to win this game. I wish I did though. Daniel Jones playing great, playing poised football. Saquon Barkley. Looking like rookie season Saquon Barkley. Looking like 2017 Penn State running back Saquon Barkley. They're playing great right now in New York Giants. I am so happy to see it. Go Giants, go Big Blue. Giants got a good win on Sunday morning against Green Bay Packers. Now, the Saints, everybody. Saints got a great win against the Seattle Seahawks. That was an interesting game, to say the least. Kenneth Walker had a great touchdown. 60 yards broke off his first career touchdown. Geno Smith still lining things up. He said, they wrote me off. I didn't write back, though. He's not writing back still. Geno Smith still in talks for MVP. I know it's very early on in the season, but yeah. Leading that NFL in completion percentage. Leave your thoughts in the comment section on Gio Smith and CLC Hawks. New Orleans Saints, though, got the win. Taysom Hill, four touchdowns, one passing, three rushing. Andy Dalton played well enough, managed the game well. I think James Winston's is going to be back next week. They played well with Alvin Kamara, his first game back since his injury. So, yeah, New Orleans Saints rolling right now. Their NFC South rival right now, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You could also say they're rolling. But it was an interesting win, to say the least, against the Atlanta Falcons. Grady Jarrett got an amazing sack on Tom Brady on third down. Boom, we're getting the ball back. Marcus Mario going to have a chance to win the game. Flag, roughing the passer. Watching that, I said, that is the worst roughing the passer call I've ever seen. But then I saw the one on Monday Night Football, and I said, oh, no, no. That's the worst roughing the passer call of all time. Even Derek Carter laughed saying, yeah, I don't know how that was roughing the passer. NFL, clean up your stuff. Clean up your roughing the passer rules. A sack should not be roughing the passer. I don't care how hard that defensive lineman throws your quarterback. It's a sack. If it's a late hit, it's rough in the passer. If he sacks you, it's a sack. That's my opinion on that rough in the passer rule. But I'm not an NFL quarterback. I'm not taking these hits. I can't say much. Jacksonville Jaguars. I said they had an identity. I said they were a good team. Now they go out and lose to the Houston Texans. Houston Texans, congratulations. You get your first one of the season. Damian Pierce, rookie out of Florida, running the ball well for them. And running the ball well. My fantasy football team. Thank you, Damian Pierce. Jaguars, get your stuff together. Eagles. Everybody, Eagles rolling right now, 5-0, Matt Amendola misses his second game winner of the year, one for the Chiefs against the Colts, and one for the Cardinals against the Eagles. Matt Amendola, not a good kicker, probably going to get cut, but Eagles, everybody. Eagles are playing well. Cameron Dicker, you could say, as Gus Johnson said in the 2018 Red River Showdown, which we're going to talk about later, that happened this year. Red River Showdown 2018, Cameron Dicker, freshman, nails a 45-year kick to beat Oklahoma. What does he do this weekend? Against the Arizona Cardinals, Jake Elliott's hurt. They have to call up Cameron Dicker, the kicker, and he nails one to get the lead, 20-17, and then Matt McDonald misses one. Tyler Murray, Jalen Hurts, similar play styles. Both went to Oklahoma. Both under that Cliff Kingsbury type of offense, I guess you could say. Both under that Lincoln Rally offense. So yeah, Eagles got a good win, though. Cardinals, sitting at 2-3 and three right now. Not good stuff. I mean, they need to figure things out right now, with Cardinals. But Eagles, good team. Best team in the NFL, 5-0. Eagles, Ravens, everybody. Justin Tucker, greatest kicker of all time. I know we're talking about a lot. About kickers right now, but yeah, Justin Tucker, greatest kicker of all time. It showed right there on Sunday Night Football. Being the Bengals, the most one well, of the most perfect kicks, and I feel like we're going to talk about that later. Did you know? But Justin Tucker and the Ravens got to win on Sunday Night Football. Lamar and the Ravens rolling. Now to the Chiefs, I by Chiefs on Monday Night Football. What an interesting game that was. Travis Kelsey, thank you. Thirty three points, four touchdowns. Fantasy football owner Travis Kelsey, I was down thirty one points going into the night. He gets me thirty three. Off of 25 yards, if you told me before the game, Travis Kelsey, Kelsey would win me that game. Off of only 25 yards, I'd say thank you, Pat Mahomes. He fed him at the goal line. Four touchdowns. Amazing stuff right there. Amazing stuff. That's about it for the headlines. Leave it thoughts in the comment section. Now, Square Sports NFL Game Day. We weren't perfect with our picks last week. with we sports NFL game day. We're going to be perfect with our picks this week. Let's hop into it. school sports NFL game day. You know our role. Pick some of the best games in NFL. We're going to get a perfect record. Let's hop into it. Vikings versus Dolphins. Vikings are favored right now. I don't know if Skylar Thompson is going to start this game. If Tua starts this game, the Dolphins win. If Tua doesn't start this game, the Vikings win. So you can quote me on that. I say if Tua starts this game, they win. If he doesn't, Give me the Vikings in this one. But I think Tua could be a game-changer in this one. Give me the Dolphins over the Vikings if Tua plays. Cowboys versus Eagles. This is an interesting game right here. Eagles 5-0. Cowboys 4-1. It's going to be such an awesome game to see. But I think the Eagles come out on top. Eagles, in my opinion, are the best team in the NFL. Cooper Rush's amazing legacy ends right here. And they go back to Dak Prescott, quarterback, next week. Is that the right move? I can't tell you for certain. But Dak Prescott is a good quarterback still. Capable quarterback. So is Cooper Rush. Maybe a little bit more capable Dak Prescott is than Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush just managed the game so well so far. Going into that fourth quarter against the Rams, I know they won the game. He only had 90 yards. That's not amazing stuff. Dak Prescott would have more than 90 yards in that game. So, yeah, in my opinion, Dak Prescott is a better quarterback than Cooper Rush. And I think the Eagles come out on top in this one. And Cooper Rush's last start this season for the Cowboys. Patriots versus Browns. Going into the season, I said the Patriots win this game. I think Bailey Zappe might even start this game again. Great last week, Bailey Zappi, against the Lions. I think he starts again this one. If not, Mac Jones will still be ready to go. Whoever starts this game for the Patriots, I got them win this one over the Browns. Keep it rolling. Give me the Patriots. Jets versus Packers. Jets, Zach Wilson, they've been playing amazing as of late. Packers have been playing very good as of late. But I think the Packers match up way better with the Jets than they do with the Giants. Jets like to run the lot. I think the Packers can stop that run. I think Rashawn Gary can stop that run. I don't think they have guys give a defense as the Giants do. So I think Aaron Rodgers and the Packers play pretty well in this one. They let that one slip the Packers. They had a very large lead in that game, and they let it all slip. So give me the Packers over the Jets on this one. Bengals versus Saints. It's Joe Burrow's homecoming, everybody. He's coming home to the Bayou. He's coming home to New Orleans. You better, you better bet that there's going to be so many Joe Burrow LSU jerseys in the stands. But I think the Bengals win this one. Saints, I know they got a good win last week, but the uncertainty at quarterback is Taysom Hill. Is it Andy Dalton? Is it James Winston? We don't know yet. Michael Thomas is going to be out in this one. I get the Bengals over the Saints. Reigning Super Bowl runner-ups get a win over the Saints. Bounce back after a tough loss last week to the Ravens. Ravens versus Giants, everybody. It's going to be an interesting game. Giants obviously beat the Packers last week, but I think the Ravens are just one of the best teams in the NFL. Maybe the second best team in the NFL. My preseason Super Bowl pick. I get the Ravens winning this one over to the New York Giants. I'm not going to be biased, everybody. I'm picking Baltimore Ravens. Cardinals versus Seahawks. Cardinals are a good team. So the Seahawks, same record. One of them's got moved two and four on the season. I think it's gonna be the Seahawks. I hate to see Gio Smith play bad in this one. I think he plays bad in this one. Cliff Kingsbury and the Cardinals roll in the desert. Give me the Cardinals over the Seahawks. Broncos versus Chargers. Chargers have been playing pretty well as late. Brandon Staley, you can question his game decision last week against the Browns. They still got the win. Cade York missed a game tying field. So they still got the win, the Chargers. I think the Chargers win again this week over the Denver Broncos. I think next week is when the Broncos start getting things going. If not, the wheels fall off from there. Wheels fall off from there. if The Broncos lose this week and next week. But I think if they lose this week, they get things going back on track next week, week after that, maybe a week after that, maybe until the rest of the season, the Broncos play well. But yeah, I got the Chargers winning this one over the Broncos. Last game and the best game of the week by far, Bills versus Chiefs. Pat Mahomes rolls in this one. Pat Mahomes has been playing so well as of late. They got one loss to the Colts. It's because Pat Mahomes didn't play very well. Bills defense shaky as of late. Bills played great last week against the Steelers, but it's the Steelers. It's not a hard-fought Steelers team like we've seen in the past. I think the Chiefs winning this one over the Bills. If a thought in comment section. That's about for Squared Sports game day. Now, top five, everybody. This week's top fives, my top five NBA teams heading into the 2022-2023 NBA season. Let's hop into it. Next week will be my preseason, all awards, everything like that for the NBA. But this week, I'm doing my top five teams in the NBA. Let's hop into it. Number five, the Milwaukee Bucks. Play. They're a great team. I just don't know how much better this team got from last season. They're still a good team. Y'all, Chris Middleton, George Hill, still a good team. Drew Holiday. But I don't know how much better they got from that championship season. They lost in the second round last year. I don't know how much better they got. Leave your answer in the comments section if you think the Bucs got a lot better. Number five, Milwaukee Bucks. Number four, the Brooklyn Nets are playing. Brooklyn Nets, solid squad still. Ben Simmons coming back. Kevin Durant's coming back. Kyrie Irving's coming back. If this trio can play 70-plus games this season, this team's going to win the East. I don't think they play 70-plus games together this season. I really don't. So, Brooklyn Nets, number four. Number three, the Memphis Grizzlies, everybody. I know Jaron Jackson. Jaron's going to be out for a little bit. But it's still a good team. Memphis Grizzlies. You got John Morant, MVP candidate. Desmond Bain, one of the best three-point shooters in the NBA. This is just a good team, in my opinion. Memphis Grizzlies, number three. Steve Nams coming back. they got a look at good talent. Memphis Grizzlies, number three. Number two, the Philadelphia 76ers, everybody. It's a great squad. James Harden. Dwell Embiid. Tyrese Massey. Tobias Harris. They really didn't lose much talent over the offseason, and they gained a lot of talent. Second-best team in the NBA. Philadelphia 76 and number one. It has to be the Golden State Warriors, everybody. They won the NBA championship. It has to be them. Number one, Golden State Warriors. That's about for my top five. Leave your answer in the comment section. If you think my top five is good, leave it down in the comment section. Now, squared sports stream. might Wonder, who I'm screaming on this week. This week, I'm screaming on. The one and only Aaron Rodgers. The reason why I'm screaming on Aaron Rodgers is not because the Packers have a pretty bad record. It's because the Raiders have such a bad record at one and four. Devontae Adams obviously doesn't have that pure Aaron Rodgers connection like Derek Carr. I know he has two touchdowns Monday night football, but the miscommunication off the third down play. Devontae Adams, get your feet in bounce, control the ball. I'm not an NFL wide receiver. I'm not doing Devontae Adams. I'm not trying to throw anything out there, but yeah, interesting stuff. Aaron Rodgers has been horrible. On deep passes by Devontae Adams. He's been terrible. It's all your fault, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers wanted more money. He brought this whole two-year-long saga with us of, I'm holding out, I'm not going to training camp. Shows up at training camp. Oh, this is my last year with the Packers. Comes back to the Packers. Gets a massive contract. Devontae Adams leaves. He was done. He was done putting up with Aaron Rodgers' drama. Done with it. Interesting stuff right here. Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams. I'm screaming at you, Aaron Rodgers. All on you. What's it's shorter. Squared Sports screams. Well, I'm screaming at you, Aaron Rodgers. All your fault. What if on tabs and you were doing terrible? All your fault. Packers won't win the Super Bowl next year. Won't win a Super Bowl under Aaron Rodgers again. Bookmark it. Check it. That's my scored Sports Scream. Now, didn't know everybody this week's day knows? Did you know Justin Tucker, a.k.a. the kicking cyborg, his game-winning kick on Sunday Night Football? was one of the most perfect kicks in NFL history. A full yard. A full yard it would have gone through. If the goalpost was just one yard wide, it still would have gone through. Goal post, I don't know how many yards it is wide, but it's pretty, it's pretty lengthy. If it was only one yard wide, Justin Tucker still would have made that game-winning kick. That's fascinating to me right there. The kick, if the goal post was one yard wide, Justin Tucker would have made it. That shows that it was extremely down the line, perfect down the pipe, perfect kick by Justin Tucker in my eyes. Perfect kick. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Do you think Justin Tucker is the greatest kicker of all time? Do you think Justin Tucker deserves to be in the Hall of Fame? I certainly do. Leave your answer in the comment section. Now, here's a segment I'm hyped for right here. The Victor Wemba Nyama Spotlight, who I've seen in the headlines, was... The greatest prospect in NBA history, in basketball history, over Michael Jordan, over LeBron James, over Zion Williamson, over Tim Duncan, over Kevin Durant, over any of these guys. Victor Wamba Nyama is the greatest prospect of all time. The physical tools, you can't deny, Seven foot four, playing the power forward position. I don't think he's a true center. He's a power forward at heart. When he was 16 years old, there's a video of him beating up our Rudy Gobert in the paint. Absolutely crushing him in a one-on-one. If there's a picture of him staying next to Rudy Gobert. He mountains over him, even though he's only two inches taller. Victor Wambanyama is the greatest prospect of all time. He can nail down three. He can run the point at seven foot four. He could be the next Kevin Durant. But I'd like to compare him to Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan, kind of a shyer guy, great post player. That's what Victor Wambanyama is going to kind of be. He could be one of those quieter players, but an amazing post player, amazing player, going to win a lot of championships in his career. Victor Wambanyama. I'm not saying he's going to be the greatest player of all time. That's not what I mean by saying he's the greatest prospect of all time. But what I mean is him being the greatest prospect of all time is the tanking that's going to be done for him. The tanking that's going to be done for Victor Womanyama is insane. It's going to be some Mark Cuban 2017 Magic uh, Mavericks stuff where Mark Cuban 2017 with the Mavericks tanked so much to get Luka Doncic. It came out that it was actually true that he tanked and was signed $500,000. Victor Womanyama, greatest prospect of all time. I get, this is and aerial would be perfect for. Low market, like Oklahoma City. Thunder. Thunder can be out. Chad Holmgren, the whole entire season, he's going to be out. So that leaves them with Josh Giddy, Shai gilgeous Alexander, Lujan Stork. Make a trade, the trade deadline, ship Shai gilgeous Alexander, to the Toronto Raptors. He's from Canada. Raptors already checked in on him. That works. Help your tanking. Maybe get rid of Lou Dort. Build around Josh Giddy. Build around Chad Holmgren. Build around Victor Wembanyama. Opening night, 2023-2024 NBA season, you would see a lineup of Josh Giddy, Victor Wambanyama, Chet Holmgren, other stars mixed including there, Amari Bailey, whoever it might be. This is wild stuff right here. Oklahoma City Thunder, if that did happen, they would be the next San Antonio Spurs. They will be better than the San Antonio Spurs when they, were, when they had their dynasty. That is a dynasty for years to come. Victor Wambanyama, greatest prospect of all time. You can seal it. I said it. Come draft time, Victor Wambanyama, mark my words. Number one pick, greatest prospect of all time. That's about my pick, my spotlight this week on Victor Omanyama. Now, what lead would I take? Carolina Panthers edition. They fired Matt Rule this week. They fired the defense coordinator this week. They fired Joe Brady in the offseason. Let's hop into it. Carolina Panthers, what lead would I take? I want to start out with talking about Matt Rule. Matt Rule is the worst head coach of the past 10 years. Matt Rule, I apologize to you. Everything I'm about to say about you is not a direct shot at you. It's a direct shot at the Carolina Panthers for hiring you. And that's not a direct shot at you anyways either. Matt Rule did not deserve to be taken out Baylor. He was doing his thing there. He took that program from zero to hero. He took them from no wins to 11 wins in about three years. Matt Rule is a great college football coach at Baylor. He'll make his way back to college football. I'm not worried about him. The things that they got accomplished there was absolutely nothing that's why I'm calling him the worst head coach of the past 10 years. you say, oh, Steve Wilkes only lasted one year at the Arizona Cardinals. Hugh Jackson, he was a terrible head coach. He didn't do anything. At least they drafted well. Matt Rule didn't accomplish one single thing. Steve Wilkes wasn't really given an opportunity. Hugh Jackson had some good draft picks. At least Matt Rule was given an opportunity. He didn't do much for the opportunity, though. He had three years to get things done. He couldn't do a single thing done. Now one thing got accomplished. 2020 draft. Who did they take? They took Derrick Brown. Derek Brown of Auburn, who was this big prospect who everybody thought that could be good. You've never take a defensive tackle in a first round of an NFL draft, especially not in the top 10. You can take a D-end. I don't know, about nose tackle though. There were so many good players on the board. You could have taken Justin Jefferson. You could have taken a good quarterback. You could have taken Jalen Hurts. The other thing that they accomplished was, everybody got so excited over the Matt Rule era always, because they had Joe Brady, this flashy offense coordinator. He came from LSU. He mentored Joe Burrow. He's going to get us to the top. 2020 season, they didn't get much done with Joe Brady. 2021 season, they didn't get much done with Joe Brady. That's why they had to fire him, let him go. That draft, they really did not do anything in that draft. It's just painful right here. They really should trade it up to get that Dolphins peg. Four hours dead it. If they had Trey Lance, if they had Mack Jones, if they had somebody else, this team would be different. If they had a Zach Wilson, that offense, but instead, they ended up with Sam Darnold. They thought he could revitalize his career with Christian McCaffrey, and they started the season 3 0 until. Christian McCaffrey goes down. Then Sam Darnold goes down. They say, okay, let's get Baker. Baker Mayfield does nothing. He's hurt right now. Okay, let's take Matt Corral. Matt Corral's out for the season. Let's take a chance on XFL MVP, PJ Walker. Doesn't do anything. Experiments were done on this team. Cam Newton, experiment, done on this team. Nothing came out of it. Matt Rule, I apologize to you. Make it back to college football. It was a bad hire. Panthers owner, he's flashy. He's on a seven-year contract right now, Matt Rule. Over the next 48 months, so the next four years, Matt Rule's making $834,000 a month. That's a lot of money. That's about $50 million over the next four years. Ridiculousness by Matt Rule and the Carolina Panthers. He'll make his way back to college football. I'm not worried about him. I'm worried about the Carolina Panthers. Take a gander, hire a college football coach. I'm thinking maybe Steve Sarkeesian, if he wants to leave Texas, go back to the NFL. He was a good offensive coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons. In a Super Bowl, good offensive coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons. Jonathan Gannon, defensive coordinator for the Eagles right now. Shane Steichen, offensive coordinator for the Eagles right now. Eagles coordinator is going to be on the market this year. Ryan Day, take a gander on him. He does, he's doing great stuff at Ohio State. Tough stuff right here for the Carolina Panthers. That's the lane I would take with the Carolina Panthers. Those, that's my rant, the Carolina Panthers. Not on Matt Rule. I apologize to you, Matt Rule. You got done wrong by bringing brought to the NFL. NFL was not a game for you. Go back to college. NFL certainly is not a game for you. That's about not what lane would I take? Carolina Panthers edition. Now around the bases, everybody. I already gave my New York Mets a rant. I already gave my rant on all the other MLB teams. So now I'm gonna talk about the rest of the playoffs. My playoff predictions. Let's hop into it. Yankees versus Guardians. This is a rematch of that 2017. ALDS, Aaron Judge was a rookie season. Last time, they were in the ALDS, and they faced the Houston Astros in the championship series. They lost the Astros. What a season that was for Aaron Judge. 55 home runs. Rookie season played great. Actually, I think it was 53 home runs, but still, good season for Aaron Judge. That was an awesome playoff series. Remember when Joe Girardi, they were down 7-3, to the Cleveland Indians, going into that, because they were Cleveland Indians at the time, going into the bottom of the seventh inning. And I remember this vividly. I was watching it live. This is such an awesome moment I remember by Francisco Lindor. They're Their basket of the inning, New York Yankees tie the series 1-1. 1-1 against the number one seed in the playoffs, Cleveland Indians. And they hit Lonnie Chisinau. Apparently they hit Lonnie Chisinau. It looked like a foul ball to me. It looked like a foul ball to everybody in the stands. Everybody on TV watching at home. It was a foul ball. Strike him out the next pitch. Innings over. But no, George Roddy decides not to challenge it. Lion Chisinau gets on base. Bases load. Next man up. Francisco Lindor down four runs. Grand slam. One of the most clutch moments in MLB history. I remember that vividly. They went on to go up 2-0 in that series. Yes, New York Yankees still won that series. but That ended George Girardi's career with the New York Yankees pretty much. They lost the series that year. I think they get redemption, New York Yankees, from that game. They still won the series, but I think they get redemption on that. New York Yankees tanked down the Cleveland Guardians, I think, in four games in this one. Game of the New York Yankees taking down Cleveland Guardians. Astros... Versus Mariners, I think the Astros take down the Mariners. I know they're going to lose at game one, but I still think they get to win the series. Justin Verlander, pitched pretty terrible. I'm counting on Christian Javier in the bullpen to play well. I'm counting on these pitchers to play well. The Houston Astros is a great offensive lineup. We know they can hit. Give me the Astros over the Mariners in this series. Let's move into the NL. Braves versus Phillies. Phillies won game one. Braves know how to beat them, though. Braves, play your game. They win this one over the Philadelphia Phillies. Dodgers versus Padres. This is the series to watch. This is the series that goes to five games. I think the Dodgers win this one in five games, but it's going to be close to everybody. Manny Machado's hot. Juan Soto's hot. Everybody on this team is on fire right now after that New York Mets series. But like Freddie Freeman said, they've been hot right now. We've been hot for seven months. He's right. Dodgers win this series over San Diego Padres. Now, Astros versus Yankees in the ALCS, my prediction. Yankees get redemption from that 2017 season. They lost in game seven that year. They win in game seven this year. In Houston, over Houston Astros. They get redemption. Yankees, move on. to the World Series. Yankees versus who? What do they play? Dodgers? The Braves. Been the NLCS matchup for the past two years. Going to be for a third year. I think the Dodgers will win it this time. Win the trilogy over the Atlanta Braves. Give me the Dodgers. Freddie Freeman's amazing. Tyler Anderson, their pitching, is amazing. Tony Gonson is amazing. Clayton Kershaw is amazing. Justin Turner is amazing. Mookie Betts is amazing. Cody Bellinger, if he's hot, he's amazing. This is an amazing team. A lot of MVPs in this roster. A lot of All-Stars in this roster. Dodgers, too much talent for the Braves in this one. Too much firepower for that pitch in the handle of the Braves staff. Braves don't have the best bullpen. I think the Dodgers capitalized on that. Give me the Dodgers winning this one in six games over the Atlanta Braves. And the Dodgers are going on to play the New York Yankees in the World Series. But the Dodgers have home field advantage. Who comes out in this one? Is it going to be the Yankees or is it going to be the Dodgers? I'm riding the New York trainer, but Give me the New York Yankees winning the World Series over the Los Angeles Dodgers, they won the championship this year. They were the best team in MLB this year. People forget. There was a time at this point in the season where the Yankees were sitting at 70-25. and 25, And people were saying, could this be the greatest team of all time? Yes, they struggled down the way a little bit. But I think this team is better than the Los Angeles Dodgers. They had the lead over them for most of the year until the Dodgers reclaimed it in August. Yankees are the best team will MLB, in my opinion. Yankees win the World Series over the Los Angeles Dodgers. Aaron Judge collects his World Series. Leaves the Yankees after this season, you could say. But gets a World Series. Yankees win the World Series. Hopefully Aaron Judge comes to my Mets. Hopefully. We'll have to wait and see. That's about for around the bases. That's about for my World Series prediction. Stay tuned. Still more to come. Score Sports Lane. Frank, SM95. Now, an action-packed week of college football we had last week. Let's hop into Week 7 College Football Showcase. Let's do it. You know how we do it. My top 25, then my hot takes, then my game of the week prediction. Let's hop into it. Top 25. Number 1, the Ohio State Buckeyes. Number 2, the Alabama Crimson Tide. Number 3, my Michigan Wolverines. gold Blue! Number 4, Georgia Bulldogs. Number 5, Clemson. Number 6, Tennessee. Number 7, UFC. Number 8, Ole Miss. Number 9, Penn State. Number 10, UCLA. Number 11, North Carolina State. Number 12, Oregon. Number 13, Oklahoma State. Number 14, Kansas State. Number 15, TCU. Number 16, Mississippi State. Number 17, Wake Forest. Number 18, Syracuse. Number 19, Kansas. Go Jayhawks. Number 20, Texas. Great win against Oklahoma last week. Number 21, North Carolina. Number 22, Illinois. Number 23, James Madison. Number 24, Kentucky. Number 25, go Gators. Let's break it down. Number 1, Ohio State. Best offense in the country. One of the best defenses in the country. Can't debate it. Right now, most complete team in the country is Ohio State. Number two is Alabama. They played a tough game against Texas A&M. I'm not faulting them for that. Texas A&M arguably has the best defense in the country. I'm not faulting them for that with a backup quarterback and a tough environment. I know it's at home, but still, tough environment against Texas A&M. Number two, Alabama. Number three, Michigan. You can say Georgia clobbered Michigan in the playoff last year. I know. I was there. I watched it live. It was a terrible game. But Michigan right now is more complete than Georgia. Georgia has the talent they're not producing right now. I got Michigan at number three. Great win against Indiana last week. Number six, Tennessee. Great matchup against number two, Alabama, this week. Interesting to see right there. Number nine, Penn State. Playing my Michigan Wolverines this week. You're going to see my pick later on in this segment. Penn State versus Michigan this week. Penn State, number nine. Number 10, UCLA. I've been on the UCLA hype train all year. I picked them in my preseason top 25 poll. I put them in there. I put them in there every week of the season. And I picked them to beat Washington. What'd they do? They beat Washington. I picked them to beat Utah. What'd they do? They beat Utah. Dorian thompson robinson UCLA, 6-0. They're rolling right now. Go Bruins in Pasadena. Number 13, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State, go Pokes, playing well. Cowboys playing well right now. Number 16, Mississippi State. Will Rogers and his team's playing well. I don't know how they lost to LSU in Week 3 of the season. I don't know how they lost that game. Number 16, Mississippi State. Number 21, North Carolina. Drake May, 21 touchdowns. Three interceptions on the season, two of them coming last week. Insane numbers from Drake May. Heisman numbers from Drake May. Number 21, North Carolina. Number 23, James Masson. The first time in the rankings ever. Their first year division one. Congratulations, James Masson. You're in my rankings. 24 Kentucky. Number 25, Florida. Kentucky beat Florida. That's how it goes right here. That's my top 25. Now, the hot takes of the week coming up next. Stay tuned. Now, College Bowl Showcase, the games of the week, the hot takes. Now we roll six hot takes, game of the week, which this week is Alabama versus Tennessee. I'm going to that. Let's hop into it. Arkansas versus BYU. I think Arkansas crushes BYU on the road. If Malik Hornsby plays in this one, they still win. But I think KJ Jefferson gives it a go. KJ Jefferson, Arkansas, raises Bex, roll over BYU and Sharon Hall. They lost to Notre Dame last week, BYU. Arkansas got clobbered by Mississippi State. They've been my hot takes three weeks straight. They finally get me a win. Arkansas crushes BYU on the road. Give me Arkansas winning on the road against BYU. Oklahoma State beats TCU. TCU's favorite right now, but Max Duggan's getting Duggan. He hasn't played well in his college football career in tough moments like this. Played well last week against Kansas. This week it's against Oklahoma State. and Oklahoma State gets the win over TCU. I know Quinton is an amazing wide receiver for TCU, but Oklahoma State's for real right now. I know I said at the beginning of the season this team wasn't for real at all. I didn't even have them raked until like two weeks ago. But now Oklahoma State, I'm finally buying into them. Oklahoma State gets a win over TCU. I apologize, Mike Gundy. I didn't take you guys for real. Oklahoma State beats TCU. Florida sends LSU packing to 4-3. Florida 4-2, LSU 4-2. And, and Florida takes down... LSU sends them to the 4-3. and three. Tough stuff by LSU. They should have gone with Garrett Nussmire at the beginning of the season. The Jaden Daniels hype has always been there, from his freshman season at Arizona State to now. But now, he hasn't played great at LSU. Tough game against Tennessee last week. I thought they'd win. They didn't. Florida beats LSU in this one. Florida wins this one over LSU in the swamp. Give me Florida. USC beats down on Utah. I said Utah's biggest problem was that they can't handle explosive quarterbacks. That's why I said they crushed Oregon State, and USC didn't, because USC couldn't handle Oregon State's run game that well, but US Utah could. That's their game. Defending the run well, passing the ball well, but they can't defend running quarterback well. They did terrible against Andy Richardson. And they did terrible against Dorian Thompson-Robinson. I expect them to do terrible against Caleb Williams. USC dominates Utah on the road. Utah's favorite right now. USC dominates them, sends them to three losses on the season. Give me USC. Rolling. Sends Utah back in. USC dominates Utah in on this one. Florida State gets the biggest upset of the day. And they take down number four ranked in eight people right now. Clemson Tigers. It's a disgrace that they're ranked over my Michigan overreads. A disgrace. Florida State takes down Clemson. Jordan Travis back healthy. Johnny Wilson, amazing wide receiver. This is a good team. Florida State takes down Clemson, in my opinion. Give me Florida State. Knowles, roll. Mike Norvell, signature win in his college football career at Florida State. He gets a great win against Clemson. They have two losses on the season, back-to-back. They keep it rolling, though. They win this one over Clemson. Clemson takes an L. First L of the season. I think that maybe kicks them out of the college football playoff conversation for a few weeks until they get things rolling again. Florida State takes Scott Clemson. Last I'll take right here. My Michigan ovaries run all over Penn State, and we beat them. I think we beat them 31-10. to Nick Singleton, good running back. They're not giving him enough carries at Penn State. Penn State could not handle Michigan's pass rush last year. James Franklin said, I think we're better equipped to handle their pass rush this season than we were last season. That's a lie. If you don't think Mike Morris, if you don't think Yabioki, if you don't think Brady McGregor, Jalen Harrell are going to be coming down your throat the whole entire game, Sean Clifford, think again. Michigan dominates Penn State in a maze out. They can wear the all-maze, they can wear the all-blue. Don't matter. Sick uniforms for Michigan. Sick team. The maze out. Better than the white out. Hot take right there. Maze out is better than the Penn State white out. I went to the maze out. Michigan versus Washington last year. Amazing environment. Michigan crushed Washington in that game. It was awesome. The maze out, better than the white out. Proves it right here. Michigan in their maze out, beats Penn State. That's for my hot takes. Now, my game of the week, Alabama versus Tennessee. It's in Knoxville. It's going to be a fun game. But I think Tennessee loses this one. I think they actually lose it pretty handily. It could be 38-10. to 10. I don't care if Jalen Miller is the starting quarterback for Alabama. Because I don't think Bryce going can give it a go. I think it's going to be Jalen Miller. And a lot of people are going to pick Tennessee if Jalen Miller plays in this one. Let them. Jalen Milrow plays like Jalen Hurts. He can run the ball well. He can spin the rock when he needs to. Jalen Milrow played well enough against Arkansas to get them that win. He had that seventy seven yard touchdown. He played well enough against Texas AM to get them that win. He didn't make enough penalties, make enough errors losing them that game. Yes, he made a few. But not enough to lose in that game. Jalen Milrow, I trust you. This Tennessee defense is not like a Texas AM defense. This Tennessee defense let Andy Richardson play all over them. This Tennessee defense, like Keaton Slovis and Israel Abikanda of Pitt, run all over them and throw all over them. Give me Alabama rolling over Tennessee. I'm sorry, volunteers. I'm sorry, Henning Hooker. You lose this one. Alabama rolls ad over Tennessee in this one. That's about the College boy Showcase. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, the best for last, QOD, question of the day. Last thing in the episode right here. Question of this, because if Tennessee hypothetically takes in Alabama, I already picked Alabama like 10 seconds ago to beat Tennessee. But if Alabama loses to Tennessee hypothetically, is Tennessee the number one team in the country? They have all the wins. They're undefeated. They have going against a pit team. They're a great team. They have the best win the country over number two, Alabama, by far. Are they the number one team in the country? I don't know. Leave your answer in the comment section. If Tennessee beats Alabama this week, are they the number one team in the country? Leave your answer in the comment section. That's about our question day this week. That's about it for Squared Sports and Lane Frick. F95. Thank you for tuning in. Follow Squared Sports on Instagram at Squared Sports. Follow Squared Sports on Twitter at Squared Sport. Follow Squared Sports on TikTok at Squared Sports. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review for the best sports content in the world. We'll be back here in the studio next week. F96. Stay tuned.